Welcome to the Faith Dialogue Podcast with your host, Pastor Ken Baer. Are you ready to swim in the deep end of the Bible pool or climb to the top of Faith Mountain? If so, open the eyes that see, those ears that hear, and a heart that is receptive. Get your cup of coffee and your Bible as we begin. Pastor Ken Bear with Faith Dialogue, a ministry, a non-denominational church actually here in Celebration, Florida. And on Wednesdays, what we've been doing is we've been doing, we've been going through a series we call Pondering Prophecy. And quite frankly, we've received a, a, a tremendous response from that. Um, you know, from our perspective, we're a relatively small ministry. Our main focus is, is uh, ministering to seniors here in Celebration. Uh, but I've always had an interest in prophecy. So we've been teaching these prophecy um, uh, messages and getting a, a, a large response from them. And I think there's a number of reasons for that. I think uh, number one is there's a, there's a general uncertainty in the world today. Uh, people are looking and embracing um, uh, the supernatural. They're looking for some meaning out of life and they're looking at a number of different sources and fortunately many of them stumble across or are led to starting to read uh, the Bible, taking a look at what the Bible has to say uh, about the end times. And, and there's a lot of information out there. There's also a lot of misinformation and that's a reason why we're trying to very accurately portray what the Bible has to say about the end times. And over the last three or four months we've been just kind of scattering, talking about different topics. And today what I've assembled, and I think you'll like it, is what I call the top 12, the top 12 questions regarding Bible prophecy. And, I, and I've done this kind of a, uh, in an unscientific manner. I've, I've asked a number of our, our friends, a number of our volunteers, some of the people that are associated with our ministry, uh, what questions they would have. And I've assembled those uh, along with some of my own that I know are, are, are typically those that come up often in conversation. And we've come up with these, these top, 12, uh, top 12 questions that we have. And what we'll do is we're going to review them very, very briefly. We can't spend a lot of time on these questions because there's 12 of them. But then what we'll do is we will go back over the next few months and dive in deeper to each one of these questions. So to begin with, let me go through the questions themselves. And then what we'll do is we'll take one at a time. And over the next 30, 40 minutes, we'll, we'll try to give you an answer uh, to each one of these questions. Uh, the first question is, is America in Bible prophecy? Question number two, are there prophets today? Did the prophets still speak to us? Question number three, does the church go through the Great Tribulation? Question number four, what is the greatest sign that Jesus is returning soon? Question number five, what is the meaning of 666? Question number six, what is written on the scroll in Revelation chapter five? Question number seven, is there supposed to be a falling away before Jesus returns? Question number eight, what is the second most important sign that the Lord is coming? Since we had the number one sign, we might as well have the number two sign as well. Question number nine, what is the rapture? Question number 10, are the Jews still the chosen people? Question number 11, is Jesus really returning to the earth? And the final question, question number 12, and I could have come up with probably 15 or 20, but question number 12 is, did Jesus fulfill all of the prophecies regarding the Messiah? 
So let's go ahead and answer these questions one at a time and we'll see how far we get. Question number one, is America in Bible prophecy? You know, I get this question very, very often. Many people uh, that begin to read the book of Revelation uh, kind of go through the pages very quickly and try to find America mentioned in, uh, in the end times, the United States of America. You know, many have tried to use uh, some of the symbols in, in, the, in the book of Revelation um, as uh, to try to assign the United States to one of these roles or a prominent role, but most scholars agree that the U.S. is never explicitly mentioned in the Bible anywhere. And there's at least two reasons that uh, likely may be the reason, um, and there's others as well. The, the first reason is that in regard to end times prophecy, the primary nation that the Bible is focused on is the nation of Israel. In fact, that's one of the keys to understanding prophecy, is you have to understand it's typically about Israel. And now, the U.S. is geographically nowhere uh, near uh, Israel, and perhaps that's one of the primary reasons. The second most likely reason is that while the U.S. today is undisputably the, the premier superpower, uh, both economically and politically, both economically, politically, and militarily, all three of those, it's the number one superpower in the world, um, there will be a dramatic change in the, in the future. The saying is often is that elections matter, and it very well could be that with some election, either present or sometime in the future in the United States, uh, the U.S. will lose that dominant role. Uh, right now, the U.S. is the primary ally of, of Israel, and um, that's likely not going to be the case in the future based on what we read in Bible prophecy. Question number two, are there prophets living today? Are there prophets today? And this is a great question. And like most questions related to prophecy, there are differing opinions on this, this particular subject. I approach this as I approach most topics when it comes to theology or questions related to the Bible. And I look to what the Bible has to say specifically about this topic. Scripture tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, it says, and he, that's the Lord, gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, gave us these five, these five uh, offices to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building of the body of Christ. Now, the need for equipping the saints and building the body of Christ still exists today, just as much as it did at the time of Paul when he wrote this. So the five ministerings or callings, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher, uh, would still exist um, because the need is still there. However, just as we make a distinction between the apostles of the Lamb, those 11 faithful apostles of Jesus Christ, as well as um, uh, we make a distinction between them and other men that are called apostles of the New Testament, we make that distinction, and we make a distinction between old uh, Old Testament major prophets and minor prophets, we can make a distinction between the prophets that may be alive today and prophesying and those prophets that are included in the canon of the scripture. We know there are modern day prophets um, uh, that, that are, are speaking, or modern, people that say that they're modern day prophets that are speaking, and we always need to take a look at what they're saying and weigh it carefully against what the scripture says about the same topic. 
Question number three. Does the church go through the tribulation? You could also say, does the church go through the great tribulation? Because often people make a distinction between the tribulation and the great tribulation. And, and I'll just give a general answer. I, there are two reasons why I believe the church will be gone before the tribulation. The first is that the scripture tells us very clearly that God has not appointed us to wrath. And regardless of how you read the, the book of Revelation, it's definitely the, the wrath of God. Now, the, the, the promise that the church will not go through, not, will not be appointed to wrath, are the exact words that the Apostle Paul used in writing to the Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9, it says, Paul says, For God has not appointed us to suffer wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, secondly, the tribulation is the final seven-year period that God has reserved for, for Israel. It's a time of judgment, but it's also a time of, of redemption. And it doesn't begin until the age of the Gentiles, also known as the age of the church, comes to an end. Question number four. What is the greatest sign that Jesus is returning soon, or that Jesus is coming back? You know, one of the reasons that Bible prophecy has become so popular is because the greatest sign of the return of the Lord has happened. And it happened on May 14, 1948. And that was the establishment or the reestablishment of Israel as a nation in the Promised Land. Presently, we see Israel restored physically physically as a nation, but not spiritually. Just as it was prophesied in the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 66, verse 8, Isaiah says this, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth give birth to a nation in a day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion, that's Israel, is in labor, she gives birth to her children. Now, during the tribulation that is coming, we'll see that the stony hearts of the people of Israel will become soft. And they will acknowledge Jesus as the Messiah. They'll look on him whom they've pierced, as the Bible says. As the Apostle Paul says, that all, all of Israel will ultimately be saved. Question number five. What is the meaning of 666? You know, this is, uh, this is an interesting question, and there's really no, no good answer to that. There's a lot of people that, that speculate, and the Bible doesn't tell us much. Uh, what the Bible tells us is that 666 is the number associated with what the, uh, what the book of Revelation calls the beast, uh, also called by the Apostle John as the Antichrist. It's the number of man. Chapter 13 of the book of Revelation says this. It says, let the one with understanding reckon the meaning of the number of the beast. For it is the number of man, his number is 666. Now, as I said, the actual meaning of this number is unknown. However, the Bible is clear that ultimately the false prophet will require that everyone, everyone, man, woman, and child, everyone will need to embrace that number that number 666, the, 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 the number of the beast or the Antichrist on either the back of his hand or his forehead in order to buy or sell anyone, anything. 
And, and here's the thing is that if you have that number, if you embrace that number to be associated with the Antichrist, you cannot be associated with the Antichrist and also be associated with the true Christ at the same time. You will be forever lost. Question number six, what was written on the scroll in Revelation 5? You know, we taught recently on the seals of the book of Revelation. So as a result, somebody asked me, what was actually written on that scroll that Jesus, the Lamb of God, is opening? Now, many wonder what is written on, the, on that scroll, and the Bible doesn't clearly say, doesn't specifically say what's written. However, there are scholars, and I'm one of them, that believe that what's written on the scroll is actually what we know as the title deed of the earth. And if you tune in when we're talking about this, we'll give you some reasons why. Uh, the Lamb of God is redeeming the earth unto himself. That's the idea. The Lamb of God is the one that is, is playing the part of the kinsman redeemer and is redeeming the earth unto himself. This is part of the larger story of redemption that is played out uh, primarily in chapter 4 and 5 of Revelation. And we'll get into it uh, in much greater depth in the future. Question number seven, is there supposed to be a falling away before Jesus returns? Answer is yes. The Apostle Paul makes it clear that prior to the return of Jesus Christ, there will be a falling away. Second Thessalonians, uh, epistle of Paul, chapter two says, let no one deceive you by any means that that day, which is the coming of the Lord, will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed the lawless one. You know, Jesus also said about his coming, uh, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he indeed find faith on the earth? So taking these two uh, together, we see clearly that there is going to be a, a falling away um, from Christ. And perhaps we've already seen that um, to a large extent, particularly here in the West. Question number eight. What is the second most important sign that the Lord is returning? Well, again, if we, if we assume that the, the, the number one sign is the return of Israel to the land, the reestablishment of the land of Israel, the, the second sign would have to be something else. And the second sign, I would say, would be what we know as the growing deception. Jesus said very clearly when he, sp he spoke of his end times, he said, let no one deceive you. That, that idea of deception is very clearly associated with the end times in a number of different ways, in a number of different readings in the Bible. Uh, you've heard of fake news. That's a, that's a good way, that's a good place to start. Question number nine, what is the rapture? Now, the rapture, just let me clearly tell you what it, what it is without getting into all of the controversies surrounding what we know as the rapture. Uh, the rapture is the great catching away of the body of Christ, the, the bride of Christ. And it will require and deserves a full message in the future. We'll spend some time digging into what the rapture is. In, in the Greek, um, the term rapture, okay, uh, comes from the Latin word harpazo, and it means to, to, uh, to, to snatch, to seize, to, to carry away. Now, when the Bible was being translated from Greek into Latin uh, by Jerome back in the fourth century, it, it became the, the official Bible of the church for almost 1400 years. 
and and that or 1200 years and that word that was used in latin is the word rapimir or rapimir um, and that's where we get the word rapture so the idea of the rapture it's clearly in the bible it's in first thessalonians uh, chapter 4 verses 15 through 18 let me read you that passage it says this it says for this we say to you by the word of the lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the lord will by no means precede those who are asleep for the lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of god and the dead in christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord therefore comfort one another with these words question number 10 are are the jews still the chosen people are the jews still the chosen people the answer is a simple yes god made a covenant a covenant with abraham in genesis 17 that god is not going to break god is faithful uh, to keep his covenants uh, god told abraham i will establish my covenant as an everlasting what does that mean it means it's not going to end it's an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your god and the god of your descendants after you the whole land of canaan where you now reside as a foreigner i will give you as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you and i will be your god the time we know as the tribulation uh, is actually daniel's 70th week and it's all about god's eternal covenant with the people of Israel and the promises he made uh, regarding the people of Israel and that land of Israel. Question number 11. Is Jesus really returning to the earth? Simple word, one word answer, yes. This is one of the reasons we take the prophecies literally. In the book of Revelation, it's clearly shown that Jesus returns to Mount Olives. Um, after Jesus rose from the dead, um, he walked on the earth for 40 days, and it's recorded in the, tenth or the first chapter of Acts, verses 10 and 11, when Jesus ascended into heaven, as they watched him uh, ascend into the clouds, it says, two men in white clothing, these are angels, stood beside them, and they also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has just been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. Yes, Jesus is returning physically to the earth. The last question, question number 12. Did Jesus fulfill all the prophecies regarding the Messiah? Now my answer is going to surprise you. And the answer is no. Jesus did not. And the reason is because there are still promises related to the Messiah that will be fulfilled. And we see this even in the, um, the announcement by the angel Gabriel to the young virgin named Mary in Nazareth. This is what the angel Gabriel said. Gabriel said this is in chapter 1 of Luke, uh, verse 31. It says, And behold, you, Mary, will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. 
he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. You know, the first three parts of this were fulfilled exactly as the angel has said. You know, Mary did conceive, she named the child uh, Jesus. Um, he was, actually there's four parts to that, right? Um, he will be great and called the son of the highest, the son of God. All that was fulfilled literally with Jesus. However, there's more to come. It says, and he will, um, God will give him the throne of his father David. This is what the Jews were looking for in the Messiah. This is one of the reasons why they couldn't accept Jesus, this suffering Messiah that was dying on the cross, as being the true Messiah because he hadn't assumed the throne of his father David. And it says, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. This is exactly what the prophecies related to the second coming of Jesus is all about. So the simple answer to that question, did Jesus fulfill all of the prophecies? The answer is no. Let's pray and then we'll come back. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to basically uh, take a look at these 12 questions. And we give you all the praise and the glory, Lord, for what you're doing in our hearts and minds as we study prophecy. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so that was the list of the 12, and, and I, have a, I, have a, I have some homework for you. You know, there's many of you that will uh, text me, or you'll send me an IM, or you'll leave a comment, either on Facebook or on YouTube, regarding any of these videos. Uh, if there's a question that we didn't get to, would you let me know what that is? I'd, I'd be glad to take any serious question and try to answer it for you. Um, if there's one of these questions that you'd really like to have uh, a lot more um, explanation in depth, uh, let me know and I'll try to prioritize that as well. We are going to go through all 12 of these questions, but they, they may not be in that this exact order. So, uh, so, so let me know what you think and we'll try to get to those as well. So our, our website, by the way, is at www.faithdialogue.org. On our website, you'll see all of these video podcasts, uh, all, of the, uh, all of these videos, all of our audio podcasts as well. Uh, we'd love to be able to hear from you. There's an opportunity for you to connect directly with us. Until next time, be blessed. You've been listening to Faith Dialogue with Pastor Ken Baer, recorded live at Celebrate Seniors, a ministry of Faith Dialogue. You can listen to or watch all of the recordings at Faith Dialogue by going to www.faithdialogue.org.